Hello, friends. Here we are. It's episode three, I think, of the Big Black Bear podcast. Uh, before I introduce uh, my wonderful guest, um, I just want to say thank you to Chris at Jatty Geek HD on X, formerly known as Twitter, for his very lovely, lovely comment. Uh, which basically said, another podcast added to the subscriptions. The first episode was a wonderful listen, and I was totally mesmerized by the authenticity and genuineness of the host and guest. I think great things are going to come from this show. So thank you, Chris. Um, I think in the future uh, you're going to be a guest as well. So I appreciate that, and thank you for everybody that's been listening so far. Uh, my guest this week uh, is a long-term friend, someone that I love dearly, and um, I've just found out is now a communication alchemist. And I'm sure she's going to tell me exactly what that means. Uh, it's Loz. Hello, Loz. How are you doing? Hello, my beautiful friend. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how are you? I feel like the way that we both sort of, I mean, you look beautiful, as you always do, but... But I feel like we're both on our ass at the moment. That's very kind. That's very kind. So, um, yeah, the reason why I am, I have got not a scrap of makeup on and I haven't even dried my hair yet is because I thought to myself, I got up this morning, I was like, oh, I know I've got this podcast at nine. And um, on days like today and for several weeks, as you know, I've, I've been really low and um on a day like today, it's it's a miracle that I can even shower. So the fact that I'm up and showered, that's that's a success. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this far. Um, I would never normally dream of doing something like this with no makeup on and not drying my hair. But I think it's important because the reason I've agreed to do this is because if this helps even just one person to feel more seen and to feel less alone, then... Um, then it's worth doing, isn't it? And I know, and I'm sure that there are many people who are just like me, who find it really hard to just get ready in the mornings and to even have a shower. Yeah. Because I have, this is the first time I've had a shower in five days. I, I can't believe I'm like already admitting this <laughs> two, three minutes in. This is the first time I've showered in about five a days. Bombshell. So, um, this is a This is a big thing for me. And me coming onto podcast without dry hair is like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. So. Well, I think because as long as I've known you, which has been what ten years now, I think it's yeah, got to be. Yeah, because it was the very it was the, about it, ten years. It was the first Phoenix Festival in the town that we that we live in, and that was yeah. where we met, wasn't it? That yes. was where yes. you were doing your Los Media, which I finally was, sort of like the circle has returned, circle. and yeah. you're, you're now doing Los Media again. Yeah, um, literally just launched yesterday <laughs> well there you go see but the, yeah. the one thing i can remember was and i'm sure it's how people think when they meet me is because and this is something i'm sorry all the people that have listened to all the episodes so far but i will keep going on about the happy mask is the fact that when you're out and like you're doing the stuff you do i do the stuff i do you've got to perform if you're not feeling great you've still yeah. got to put that happy mask on and you've got to be projecting yourself yeah so when you're doing those kind of jobs whether it's in media or singing or podcasting you cannot go out there with a face like a slapped ass you've got to go out there hey how you doing you know mm. and performing all the time mm. now I don't know how you felt that day that you were that we first met I, I on in the field out in the abbey in Sirencester but I can always remember being drawn just by your energy and it was weird sat on that hay bale I'll always remember sitting on that hay bale and it was almost well not that I ever remember well, I can never remember being at school and asking anybody for a date because I never did that until a very, very long time. But sitting there thinking, 
I want to talk to this lady. <laughs> and oh. I think you ended up talking to us first. You kind of came and introduced, because you you're very forward when you come to things like that, aren't you? Now, how much of that percentage-wise is real and how much of that is the happy mask putting on a performance? That's so interesting because I, I don't remember that. Uh, of course, why would you? Why would you well, remember something as insignificant well, as that? <laughs> no, I was going to go on to it. So I, I um, have quite a poor memory. And I've I've learned through doing lots and lots of work on myself and lots and lots of healing that a poor memory um, is a, a way of my body uh, helping myself. So I've blocked out quite a few like stressful or traumatizing memories from yeah. my past. And um, that day particularly was quite difficult for me because I was going out into the world and I was being Los Media and I was filming that that um, particular event. Yeah. And I was very I felt really vulnerable. So my my dad had passed away, I think, about a year beforehand and I didn't know what I was doing. I was absolutely winging it. And I was having to pretend like I knew what I was doing and I was having to pretend like Los Media was bigger than it was and it wasn't just me. And um, so I think when I go into that mode that you saw me in, I was very much on the kind of ma almost manic. I was probably quite manic that day, like pretending to be really hyper confident, pretending to know what I was doing, pretending that speaking to strangers was completely normal to me. And actually, in truth, my my um, genuine self is far more introverted than that. I'm far happier being at home. I'm far happier just drawing the curtains and it just being me and, and my husband and my and our dog and that's it. And that's that's my safety. Yeah. That's my little my my safety zone. And it's um and people will be listening to this would be really shocked to hear that I go on BBC Breakfast sometimes. I'm often on radio stations across the nation talking about personal finances and things. And what you hear is a very confident, knowledgeable person who behind the camera and behind the microphone has got her stomach in knots and who is just performing. That's all I'm doing is I've learned how to perform really, really well. So coming on today and, and having a half of that mask stripped off, which would be hair and makeup and clothes and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sat here in a fleece and, and some leggings it's um it's I, i'm feeling quite vulnerable even now just talking to you because i'm like oh this feels really exposing but i think it's really important for people to realize that people are always presenting in different ways to how they feel and i think that that's a bit of a phenomena in that because of social media and everything we've all learned to do that and i think it's it's part of the problem. That's why I decided not to put my makeup on today and dry my hair because I'm like, if I do that as part of the problem, because it's not really what I want to do and it's not really how I'm feeling. Yeah. So let's be a bit more honest about how we're feeling so that people don't think, oh, I'm, I can't be like that. Where is she getting the energy from to do that? Like, do you know what I mean? Totally. And I totally relate because the thing is, I can remember that day thinking, and I never for one minute thought that you were putting an act on. I thought, wow, this is what what I class as this is a successful businesswoman. This is someone that knows exactly what she's doing. She's, I mean, I was impressed because I thought, wow, Loz Media, if, she, if she's got this gig where she's filming this festival, 
there's obviously something about that. So that whole thing of your, where you're saying you're performing, you did it to a T. You absolutely perfect because I would never have thought for one second the same way as if someone gets sees me up there singing, they think I'm this super ultra confident person, and I'm the least confident person that I know. But mm. that guy up there is the confident person. Now I don't mm. I don't necessarily get nervous about singing. I never I very rarely do. But I've always I said in the last episodes um, to Charlotte, the psychotherapist, that I've always wanted to be that person. And I feel sorry for the, for the family and my friends who see the shitty side of me because that's not mm. the person that a lot of people are drawn to. Mm. So it's it's interesting when you said all that about that person that was there. And it's also interesting when you say about the whole fact that you've now come back to that whole media thing, <clears throat> but you're quite happy with the fact that you can, because again, social media is pretty much 99% all about image. Yeah. It's about how you portray yourself. And the most, the majority of people that are on social media and are, in quote, successful in social media, they're putting on a performance every single day to get clicks. Yeah. So do. How, um, how, do, how do you differentiate that when that's now become your, it's now going to be your job? So my, my new job, so it's, it won't be social media. So right. social media is something that I'm, I'm trying to actually come off, to be honest with you, because it is so fake. And it's a lot about vanity metrics and all the really successful um, influencers spend so much of their time talking about how to do this, how to become this, how to, how to, how to. And they're spending so much time creating that content. They're not actually doing a lot of what they pretend to be really good at. And I think that that's something that we all have to remember is that these beautiful reels that we see of people on holiday or these beautiful reels that we see of people doing their makeup and all that, all that kind of stuff, that takes time to make those types of videos. It takes hours, literally hours. So although they present like, oh, this is a day in a life of, no, it's not, it's not real. We're not seeing the real. And I think a lot more influencers are starting to actually go, and this is the real life. And I follow some people on social media who are very, very honest like that. They go, this is this is it. And then they pan the camera around and their room is an absolute tip. And they're like, this is just the, the little bit that we like let you see. And it and it's help, it's definitely helping me to realize like I shouldn't be comparing myself to these people. Now, in terms of this laws media journey, it's really interesting having this conversation today of all days because I, I founded Laws Media as a limited company in 2012 when I was 29, nearly 30. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't really have any business experience. I had I was terrible with my finances. And the the business was an absolute disaster. And I'm going to own that now because I haven't admitted that really to anybody. But 10 years ago, I had a disaster and I was very nearly declared bankrupt because I had a business account and I hadn't paid into it for a long time. And basically, my bank turned around to me and were like, we're going to need to, you know, dissolve your accounts. And it was going to mean seven years of of being bankrupt, which is alarming for your credit score you know you can't get a mortgage and all these different things yeah. and I had to literally beg friends and family to help me out of that situation and I think I was on like literally a whisker of the bank saying like you're bankrupt fortunately I managed to borrow enough money to to pay off what I owed um and I um 
was very fortunate as well in that I got a job quite soon after all of that kicked off sort of through um, a friend of a friend really who who'd seen Oz Media knew I did lots of the PR and all the rest of it and got me a job sort of doing digital marketing in Bristol and I was then employed and slowly but surely over the past 10 years I've been clawing back my confidence because it really left me very unconfident and then bizarrely I got the gig working for a comparison site and I became a genuine true personal finance expert in that I was writing about it every day I was understanding it I was researching it all of the time that was my job to do and then slowly but surely the 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 radio and the tv gig started coming because I was able to break down finances in a way that made sense for people and um that's kind of where my by accident my career's gone in the past sort of six seven years has been you know doing PR and digital marketing for financial services and I believe the reason I'm so good at it and the reason that the BBC and people keep coming knocking at my door is because I've got lived experience of what it feels like to be nearly made bankrupt to have literally no money I can't explain how little money I had I was I had so much debt every time my car would break down because I was driving around an absolute dump of a car I would panic and my body would go into flight mode because I couldn't afford to get it fixed and without the car because I lived so rurally I wasn't going to be able to get to any of the appointments that I'd booked and it was a real it was just a smorgasbord of shit it was a shower of shit and it was a and I didn't feel like I could admit that I was failing to anybody and I didn't I didn't get any help from anybody I just struggled and struggled and struggled through so I think that's right why I've become really good at talking about finances because I know what people go through I know the kind of mental health it can take and the toll it can take on somebody so fast forward 10 years I've been doing this for a long time now and I've just got to a point where I'm like I need to start being a bit more true to myself I've always fallen into jobs I've always kind of just done what's come up yeah. and the financial gig as I say it, it it came by accident and although I do love it there are other things I want to explore now so I've decided to take on a lot of my client work and go freelance and I'm relaunching Loz Media as of yesterday literally and it's not why I'm doing this podcast it's not like <laughs> a plug for Loz Media please don't think it is this is far more about we will going. put the link in the show notes though obviously <laughs> this is far more about me going look you know what like I have suffered from crippling anxiety in the last six weeks to the point where and I haven't told you this yet so this will be an interesting reaction that you'll have on Sunday I was treated for a TIA which is a mini stroke I was in a car with my husband we were driving to London and I had a I don't we still don't know what it is it wasn't a mini stroke but it was like a seizure and um I'm I'm having an MRI on Wednesday and I'm having some bloods done to try and work out what it was. But when the paramedics picked me up, they treated me for a TIA because it looked that's what it looked like. My speech went very slurred. Um, I believe that it was a combination of insomnia from the last six weeks and crippling anxiety from relaunching Los Media because the body doesn't forget. Yeah. I believe the body is remembering what happened to me 10 years ago and it is panicked and it is frightened and it's not sleeping and that we know that combination of not sleeping because I've literally been sort of going on about two or three hours a night for six weeks 
combination of not sleeping and anxiety can can actually create the body to do some very funny things and I think mm. that that's happened on Sunday so this 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 podcast couldn't come at a more timely time really because I've I've had a physical reaction to what's going on in my brain do you I mean <clears throat> to me something like it's, it's got to be called Los Media obviously but is does that become a trigger in regards to your anxiety that just that name not necessarily what you're going to do but does that name become a bit of a trigger in 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 causing the anxiety because of the past possibly and a friend of a good friend of mine actually said why don't you rename it you know mm. do, do something else and i think there's part of me is because loz is it's my name you yeah. know call me loz you call me loz you have that's how you introduced me to it and there's part of my identity that's wrapped up in that business and i am loz media so there's also part of me that wants to take that girl from 10 years ago who was frightened and go we can do this this is 10 years on now you're capable and I want to help her like see that she's not her mistakes and that I'm, I'm, you know, I've got 10 years more experience now. I know what I'm doing financially now. I would never allow myself to get to those places I was 10 years ago because I understand finance so much better now. I understand how it works. I can play the system better. I, I get that I need to save for my tax bill, all of those things that I wasn't doing before. I used to have HMRC letters land on my doorstep and I'd and I'd freeze because I was so frightened of what they were planning on doing and now I'm I lean into it now I log into my HMRC I understand it I'm like right okay I've got to do this by this I put my dates in my diary like I've got so much more experience now that I want to prove not to anybody else but to myself that this can be a success and this doesn't have to be like a crippling scary thing anymore and I and I think that it's really important for me to keep it as Los Media because it's about going okay you don't grow from success you don't you grow from failure and and it's really important to to go okay that you know like if 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 I was just all just just success 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 I wouldn't have grown as a person I wouldn't no. flourish my from my failures that's why I've got better at doing things so I'm hoping like already I feel I felt it I spent the day yesterday doing loads of admin getting my website sorted sorting out loads of stuff and already I'm like actually this is really exciting I don't know why I've been so anxious in the last six weeks I'm so much better than I was 10 years ago so that's why I've decided to keep it. Yeah. I've been noticing on uh, since setting up like the, the big black bear Twitter and stuff, I'm getting a lot of um, mental health memes and, and thing. And, and I, I'm, I get very cynical about them because they're all just words. Do you know what I mean? Even though when I read some of them, I go, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense in regards to one of them was something about, you know, even if you get up and you make your bed and you have a shower, then like today you've won. And I've over, and I'm sure you felt this over the last few weeks. I felt over the last couple of weeks that that it seems to me like that, that means nothing. You know, I feel like I'm I'm failing every day because I'm I'm letting people down. You know, I'm let, I've not been at work for a couple well, for a week, so I've let everybody at, uh, at work down. I'm letting family down. I had to cancel some singing today, so I'm, I've let those people down, and all of those layers just sort of 
pat on top of each other and becomes a pressure that I think when you're in the middle of the depression is very, very hard to sort of wipe away. When you've mm. been in the middle, and you can answer this or you, you can't, but when you've been in the middle of what you've been going through, is mm. there a slice of your brain that is telling you, don't worry, everything will be, every, you, you will get through this? Because that's the only thing that I've kind of clinged to for the last week or so is that, that my depressions always seem to be a dip. They always seem to be a lot. And we've, I think we've spoken before about the roller coaster of life, mm. that we would rather both be on a roller coaster where you have the ups and the really big highs, mm. but with the big highs, you have to deal with the downs instead of some people love being on the carousel and just going round and round and round. And they love that. And you mm. know they know mm. exactly where they are. Yeah. Have you had that little sliver in your mind thinking, don't worry, everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Or when you're in the middle of that, that the big black bear, can you not see that chink of light? I've got much better and I've had to really learn how to tell myself that it's going to be all right. And you know that you can get through this. But, but do you believe yourself? That's the thing, because I don't believe myself when I tell me, don't worry, um, it's going to be all right. Right in the midst of it, probably not. No, it's really hard when you wake up at 1am and everything's dark and everything's silent and your partner's fast asleep and you feel like that you're completely alone in the world and you start worrying and catastrophizing about all the things that you haven't done and you start to beat yourself up because you haven't done this and you haven't done that and why can't you and what why can't you fold your clothes and iron your clothes why is that so hard for me why is that so difficult for me to clean my house everyone else seems to be able to do it so easy that's really hard and you start to just completely blame yourself and you feel like you're not enough and that you you're not good enough and that you're crap and that you know you do start to beat yourself up in those really really dark moments but what I'm starting to learn is that those small habits that you were talking about, like making your bed, like drinking a glass of water in the morning, like having a shower, are building blocks of helping yourself. So now what I do in those moments where I'm catastrophizing, especially in the middle of the night, I take some deep breaths. And these are all things that I haven't come up with these strategies, by the way. These are things I've been reading about and I'm right. on that journey. Yeah. I take some really deep breaths to regulate my body because what, what, what's going on in your head, your whole body is having like reactions to. So I take some deep breaths because they really help to calm, bring my heart rate back down, to unclench all my muscles. And I tell myself that I am loved. And I know that sounds really fluffy and like lots of unicorns flying around the place, but I have to tell myself, I am loved. You are safe. I am loved. You are safe. I just, it's like a little mantra. And the other thing I've started to do when I've got insomnia really, really badly, and my, my thoughts are racing like that, is I try to disrupt my thoughts by asking myself, what is your next thought going to be? Because the minute you ask yourself that, it's like a bit meta. You're like, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, I don't know. What is my next thought going to be? And it sort of just disrupts that cycling of bad thoughts. And you can do it during the day. I find myself when I'm starting to catastrophize about something in the day, I just go, right, what's my next thought going to be? And I try to at the moment, and, I, and it's really has been working, believe it or not, despite the fact I've had the seizure on Sunday. I've tried to disrupt those thoughts as much as I can and observe them. And observe what's happening to my body when I'm having them as well. And just writing down what's happening. Oh, my 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 jaw is clenched, my heart is racing, I feel hot in my face, my my hands and feet are sweating. Um, to understand if it's a flight or fright 
um, mode I'm going into. Mm. Um, and also just giving myself a little bit of like habits. So I've also read this really good book this year called The Atomic Habits, which has all been about just creating some really mundane everyday habits, because when you start to keep those habits for yourself, you build a loving discipline for yourself and you start to become that person that looks after yourself and loves yourself. And often, I'm not saying this is for everybody because everybody's got different trauma for different things. My trauma comes from a lot from my childhood. From the outside, we had a lovely childhood. And when I first went to a therapist, I said, when she said, what was your child like? I, I was like, it was great. It was lovely. <laughs> which is always a red flag, apparently, for, for a oh, therapist. She went, um, okay, let's delve into that a little bit. Um, and and n- not to say that, you know, there was, there was, you know, anything big or horrible that happened in my childhood, but, there was, but I wasn't loved in the way that I needed to be loved. And I am learning how to give myself that love um, that I didn't get. And, you know, it sounds really cheesy, you know, oh, you've got to love yourself before you can love anyone else. It's not really about a narcissistic type of love. It's about just being there for yourself and learning how to help yourself when you're having these spiraling thoughts and when you're deep in the darkest depression or when you're having the so much anxiety that you're having seizures. You know, you you know how to support yourself out of those moments and just little little tiny habits do start to give yourself confidence that you are good enough yeah to, to, to be that person for yourself if that does that make sense it does make sense it does make sense i mean it's it's weird because uh when i spoke to charlotte in the last episode the psychotherapist i said that exact same thing i said i said i i can't think of anything in my childhood that i can i, I was very lucky i had a like a, a wonderfully loving family i'm sure if though a psychotherapist came and picked the bones out of it there would be stuff that would go that's interesting you said that because do you know what i mean it would be end up being something i thought well i didn't even think of that as being something that would make me the person that i am now do you know what i mean i just look back and think well there wasn't anything bad in my childhood it was it was all good um before we talk about anything else i got to ask you again about communication alchemist that was yeah. what you said that, that you, you I, I want to say, came up with yesterday yeah yeah i wanted to say i wanted to get before i forget about it and we say goodbye and everything I, and i hmm. just wanted to get that where does that come from and, and what made you think of that because that's what you're classing yourself as yeah that's what yeah, your, your, your job so job title the, the, the reason i came up with that was because it, on my website i had to put about and it was asking me like in a really few words, what do you do? And I was like, oh, that's really hard because I do PR and I'm also a journalist and I also do broadcasts and I do internal communications. I do external communications. I do crisis comms. I do link building for people. I do digital PR. I do marketing. And I thought, I can't put all of that on. I need to just be able to explain what I do in, in one word. And I'm also a very creative writer, as you well know, and I love doing podcasts. So there's lots and lots of facets of me. But the one thing that all of those things come under the umbrella of is communication. And um, I think that the alchemist part just came about because all, all those things are quite hybrid. 
And it's a bit like chemistry. If you think of the alchemist bar, you know, yeah, when they're yeah. those amazing cocktails together, there's a science behind it. But what you get is this amazing kind of phenomenal drink at the end of it. I just thought like, it's a bit like a chemist. I'm putting all of these things together, little dollops of social media, dollops of broadcast, a bit of journalism in me, the, the creative side of me, also the SEO part side of me and all the digital marketing side of me. And what comes out of it is some beautiful prose and lovely words, either said, spoken or filmed, or however you want to do it. Um, and that will helpfully support your business or your brand or your personal brand or whoever you want to be to get some results out, out at the end of that, whether that's to be recognized, whether that's to you know, get more customers or to gain more trust, however that looks. So that's where that came from because I was like, I just don't know how to describe myself in two words. And I wanted two words. Um, and once upon a time it was Laws Media because I was the media in Laws and now I'm just Laura Retty trading as Laws Media and what I do is I'm the communication alchemist. You're going to trademark <laughs> that, you're going to copyright that so you need to make sure that nobody I else gets... Should, I? <laughs> I did Google it, there isn't anyone else trading as a, a communications alchemist so um. what I will say and I would just want to make this point because a lot of people would look at my career and go, oh, but you've done so well and you're really successful and, you know, you've been on the telly and all the rest of it. And I just want to normalise not thriving. I think it's really, really important because we are so conditioned these days to optimise everything we do. We've got to, you know, yeah. It. we've got to be great we've got to get so many followers we've got to get so many likes we've got to be loved we've you know and actually we're not always meant to feel good and I think that's the other thing we're, we're all striving to feel good all the time and it's all right to not feel okay all of the time it's like the, the the saying it's okay not to be okay like it's okay to feel down it's okay to want to isolate it's okay to grieve and I think as human beings, we are seasonal. And at the moment, I'm actually, although I'm launching a new business, I'm actually going into hibernation. I can feel myself doing it. And I want to do that because sometimes periods of being away from the world and being away from social media and slowing down and being still, that's when my mo most creative side of me comes out because it's allowed to and I just need to feel I need to fall in love with being a bit bored because boredom is the birthplace of art for me personally so I just need to just take a step down from things for a little bit and it's partly why I'm going freelance rather than employed yeah. I just want to hibernate for a little bit and just do my thing and and at the end of it come out and flourish I want to do some more studies you know I'm doing a diploma in broadcast journalism at the moment and I just I just want to kind of yeah just just normalize not thriving it's okay not to always be on and I think Pavo you are somebody who I externally see as somebody who's always thriving always pushing always launching a new podcast always out there singing it's always ridiculous. always always on mm -hmm. and when you're out in in the the world you just like you explained how you felt when you met me I remember I don't remember the exact like I don't remember sitting on the hay bale when I met you but I remember seeing somebody who was wearing a big loud Hawaiian shirt who was 
fuller than life, who was really positive. And the thing that you are brilliant at is you are phenomenal at listening to people and then asking the right questions. And you are phenomenal at championing other people. And it's it's one of the reasons I think you're so loved is because you champion so many people and you get you push people into the limelight and you want to know more and you make people feel amazing you make you honestly do you have the ability to make people feel phenomenal and and it's really hard to be a friend of yours sometimes because I just wish you could do that for yourself better and it's something that you just need to prioritize is that maybe for a moment you don't champion as many people and you don't do as much of all of that for other people and you just do that for yourself just just take a bit of time out to do that for yourself and it's easier said than done like I can I can tell you to do that of course and it's but it's I know how really fucking hard that is to do (laughs) I'll tell you what that is probably the nicest bollocking I've ever had in my life I have to say, it's the, it's the first time I've had a bollocking where I was nearly happy cried than sad oh. cried. So that was lovely. Right, i got one more question for you, but in two parts, okay? Okay. okay. If you were able to go back in time and sit mm. on that hay bale, like mm. I did, with Loz from 2013, mm. what would you say to her? <laughs> That's really hard. I know, and I don't want to upset you. But but knowing what you know now, what would you say to her? It's going to be okay. Oh, bless your heart, Lars. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just take her and I give her a big hug and I just say, it's going to be okay. You're going to go through shit and you're going to go through even more shit and even more shit. But you're going to come out of it and you're going to, you're going to heal and you're going to, and you're going to be the one who, you're not going to get rescued. Nobody's going to rescue you because I think I was looking for someone who's going to come along and rescue me. And I, I did that for a long time. Search for somebody who's going to rescue me. And that's not going to happen. No. But you're going you're gonna to fight and you're going to survive and you're going to be all right. Because even though I've had a really shitty six weeks, God, compared to... 10 years ago I'm in a much 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 better place you know I've got my house now and I've got my career now and I'm not in tons of debt anymore and yeah I've made some really fucking good life decisions and I just want to reassure her that she's capable of all those things that's lovely and the, the final question which is linked to that if you had a knock on the door right now and, mm. and lols from 10 years from now came and saw you yeah. what would you hope she'd say to you you fucking smashed it girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um she's proud of the resilience that i've had to just keep going even when it's been really hard at times when you've grieved all the people you've lost and all the people that you've loved that have unfortunately no longer in the world and for all those years in your 20s when you were taken advantage of by by men that you learned that that wasn't your fault that that was okay that you blamed yourself a lot for all of that shit it wasn't it wasn't your fault and proud of you for 
recognizing that you needed to work on yourself and uh, it's something I've been doing for a good year now it's been healing and learning strategies coping strategies to help myself and Mm. a lot of that's been through books like I've been reading amazing amazing books by Dr Nicola Pereira who is phenomenal she's on Instagram as the holistic psychologist she's been a huge help the atomic habits book to reading I've just about to start a book called the body remembers like just read about this stuff it's you know back in the day we used to take the piss out of the self-help section in bookstores fucking get in there and stay in there and read those books because they have helped me so much because um, therapy will also help you get some therapy like I've had some therapy and it it was my life changed after I had that first round of therapy in 2018 and I'm still working on myself now. It takes time. There is no, yes, you can take antidepressants and anti-anxiety and all the rest of it. And yes, they can make you feel a lot better and they can help you on those first few ladder and those steps. But ultimately, to sustain that over a long period of time, you also need to prioritize it just like you would a job. It is your job to help yourself. And reading and learning how to do that and people heal in different ways you know you're you're gonna it's it sucks I know it sucks and I know that people go but why should I other people don't have to but unfortunately my loves it's it's that's the the hand you're dealt with yeah yeah well all I can say is I'm so thankful to that hay bale in 2013 that I sat and met you um I love you dearly Loz I really I love you very very I really do and I can't believe this is now like two episodes with two friends and they both cried and I feel like this is how it's going to be for the rest of this podcast it's going to be and so I apologize for making you cry Lars I hope it maybe made you feel a little bit better yeah I maybe. think I don't I don't think crying is a bad thing I no I don't think it is it's the body's way of releasing a lot of those difficult emotions yeah so I don't think it's a bad thing I think we all need to lean into people go oh oh oh, no 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 stop 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 and actually I'm like no 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 let yourself cry it's really it's really healthy to cry um so I don't think it's you should apologize for making your guests cry because we're talking about things that are emotions and feelings that are really hard and and I think that what you're doing in this podcast is well overdue I think we've all needed to sit down and have these really hard conversations and you know everyone's different and some people might you know um relate to my story and other people might not and that's okay too you know there are people who have had some really horrific trauma happened where only medicine is going to help and I Mm. get that too you know there's there is so many like mental health is so nuanced isn't it but I just thank you Pavo for even starting this podcast because it's not easy it's it's very it's a very vulnerable place for you to be and I just I'm just really proud of you really and I love you very much I love you very much indeed (laughs) I do um and and the the link for losses loss media will be in the show notes um this is not a paid promotion this is (laughs) it's just the the stars aligned didn't they the stars aligned um before we say goodbye if you want to uh get in touch then please email uh bigblackbearpod at gmail.com right now I gotta get this right we're on Facebook and Instagram at Big Black Bear Podcast 
but we're on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, Big Black Bear Pod. I don't, I can't remember why I did that. I honestly can't remember. Um, if you do happen to want to speak to somebody, then uh, I have got the phone line for Samaritans. In the UK is 116123, and in the USA is 1-800-273-TALK. So if you need to speak to somebody right now, then they're the numbers you need. Uh, Loz, once again, thank you so much. And hopefully this won't be the last time you'll come on the pod. And hopefully it won't be the last time we do a podcast together because I'm sure oh, okay. somewhere down the line there's a podcast with our name on it that we'll do together. 100%. I, I fully believe that. <laughs> I fully believe that as well because podcast. <laughs> I love doing podcasts. What more can we find something? There's got to be something like that we can do one about. Yeah, for sure. And it brings us both joy. So we need Absolutely. to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Loz. And uh, bye, friends. You're welcome. <sighs>